0: Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week,
1: our host, Dr. Laura Shineman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your
0: skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, I want to welcome Melissa Salerio to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Melissa works at Danny Jones Middle School in Mansfield ISD. So Melissa, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time working with school libraries.
0: Okay, well, um, thank you for having me, first of all. So my experience has been I'm a fairly newish librarian, but not new to education. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out as a um, language arts teacher, teaching seventh and eighth grade um, in Mansfield, Texas. I've worked at the same campus for my entire career. Um, I started in the library of September of 2019. I moved from the classroom into the library once school had already started. Um, And I've been there. I'm still there. Um, 2020 was interesting (laughs) considering it was my my (laughs) first official year, but didn't finish out technically my first official year in the space you know we went virtual in march our entire district and then started virtual the first three weeks of school and then went into in person so that's where i am now all right, very good. So most of this
1: is your your first couple of years in the library. So um, it is, yeah. <laughs> what an what an <laughs> interesting time um, to be starting in the library. So tell us a little bit about what what has it been like as you have transitioned into the library.
0: Um, well, the transition I think was smooth in that I was already at the campus. Okay, I had that luxury of knowing. The school culture, knowing the staff. Um, so that was a plus. It was being overwhelmed in the space of what do I do first? Yeah yeah um, the previous librarian had already moved on to um, another position in another district. So I remember my first day standing, you know it was a Monday morning. school had already started and standing in the space going, well, okay, what first, <laughs> what do I do? You know, as a teacher, we know what we're going to do Monday morning mm-hmm. and we've got those plans, but it was that feeling of, okay, let me start simple let, and then let me go from there.
1: Okay. You
0: know, schedules, you know, scheduled classes, um, you know, we're on a rotation with our ELA teachers. Those had already been scheduled. So that was done. Okay. okay. Um, and it was simple, like, okay, let me develop, let me get the checkout system because kids are going to be coming in starting today. Um, And then let me move to the bigger stuff. Let me look at the collection and see what I have. Um, That first, when I first started, you know, you have so many ideas and so many things you want to do, but then reality hits right? and you go, wait a minute, (laughs) we can't do all these things, you know? So it was really deciding, okay, what do I want to tackle in the first week? And then what do I want to tackle in the first six weeks? What do I want to tackle at the end of the semester? And then what I want to tackle by the end of the year. Yeah. So I started small and and went out, but then again, here came March (laughs) and all those plans went out the window. (laughs) All those grand, I'm going to do this display and and read this and start this program. You know, life went, hang on, (laughs) let me throw this at you. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, I had to pivot as we all did. Right. How are we going to bring our libraries to kids that are at home? And I'm glad to say we did that in my district. Um, The middle school librarians and I collaborated and we did like a virtual library. We did a like we did a s'more newsletter and made that into like a virtual library with book recommendations and book trailers and craft ideas and virtual field trips. And we did, we centered it around a theme and we released it, you know, every week or so. So we could have that connection to kids.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And they could have the connection uh, to the libraries itself. So we kind of joined it as like a Mansfield ISD virtual library so that students across our whole district could have access to what, you know, all of our digital collections and and all that good stuff.
1: Very good. Now, did you have someone in central office that kind of guided that, or is that just y'all banding together and coming up with this on your own?
0: That was us banding together and and going, okay, (laughs) here's our time, y'all. Like, if if we're going to show our librarian stuff, like, mm-hmm. here's our time to show it. Because right. at first, one, being new, I thought, what in the world am I going to do with myself? You know, right. you know, teachers are scrambling, students and parents are scrambling. And I didn't just want to, you know, just kind of hang out and go, well, you know, okay, see you when I see you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that if students needed help, you know, accessing our learning management system, we use Canvas in our district. If they needed, you know, ebook to either read for class or just read because everyone was stuck at home right or just give them an outlet of that positive hey guys you know we're gonna all go on like a virtual field trip check check out this leak to the San Diego Zoo or um you know those kinds of things we wanted to be that support so it was just something we kind of got together um, and said hey why don't we do this and we just shared resources and we put it together and we pushed it out okay. that led to like a middle school book club chat hmm. um, another librarian in my district um, a couple of them already had established book clubs okay. I had not established one yet on my campus it was it was a goal um, and I we Someone suggested, what if we just have a district-wide book club chat and all middle school students who want to join, let's, and we would meet like on Thursdays at, you know, around lunchtime and the kids would just come in and we would talk about, hey, what are you guys reading and what are you watching on Netflix? What are you listening to? You know, those kinds of things, because we knew the kids were without that touchstone of school every day. We wanted to make sure that we provided that to them. Right. That so was- I think when we had to pivot, we were able to pivot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I like that idea of doing it together uh, because it's so, because you're doing so many different things right now and supporting the teachers and the kids. And so if you can share some of that load, that's a wonderful idea.
0: Yes. And being a teacher for so long in the classroom, I work better in a group okay, and collaborating much better than I do on my own. Own. Mm-hmm. I did find when I first entered this field it could be a bit of an island if you let it be yeah. because you don't necessarily have that team on your campus and I was so used to working with the team. Mm-hmm. You know being an ELA teacher um, I was a department head for a little while so I always had like my crew like all right guys what are we doing next six weeks what are we doing for the next unit and being a librarian I didn't necessarily have that at the ready. So being able to go out into my district and look at what my other, you know, colleagues and their libraries, you know, what are you doing and how can we collaborate Mm -hmm. is so important. And I'm finding is something that me personally, that I I work better that way.
1: Right. I like, that's what I like to call your library squad. You know, you're lucky you're in a district, you know, where you can build your library squad. And there's a lot of people that aren't in, you know, districts of any size, you know, where they can connect with people or they're. Their neighboring person is a county away, you know that kind of thing. So sometimes we have to build our library squad digitally, you know. But no matter what, it's you know you're right. We've got we can work stronger and better together. So
0: yes, agree, agree. Well, well, tell us
1: about right now. um, We're recording this in January, so what what is your district and what
0: are y'all doing right now? So we have both in person and virtual students. um, parents and families, they make the choice whether they have, they go through six weeks and each six weeks they can decide whether they want to, um, be virtual or be in person. So, um, I push into classes, you know, I go with my library cart, (laughs) which is new. That was also new. You know, how it was another thing, like, how am I going to get books in the hands of kids? If they can't come to me, well, here I go. Yeah. So I still do the, three-week rotation into language arts classes with my book cart and do book cart uh, book talks and things like that but then I'll also meet with the virtual classes to talk about you know different resources that are available do those book talks you know talk about ebooks you know those kinds of things um I was able to create on canvas which is our learning management system I mentioned that earlier I created just a virtual library on canvas so everything that you would find in my physical space that is also in my virtual space okay um and i think that's something i'm going to stay with mm-hmm. i i really like having that aspect of you know the kids can go and search destiny quest for a book right. and put it on hold and they can listen to my book talk videos or they can listen to my first page fridays or check out a how to video that i've loaded um look at my virtual book displays, you know, those kinds of things. Um, So that's been like the, not hardest, but what I've spent a lot of time on. Um, So I, just because like the, because the kids can't be in my space, this is my way to connect to them.
1: Okay, and I like that you're thinking about, um, you're identifying what's working that you're gonna be able to carry over. And it's gonna make your practice so much stronger, you know, in what you're doing. So super, super smart. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, the idea of influence, you know, you've left the classroom where you influenced your classroom of kids. What are you seeing now as the the influence as a librarian.
0: Um, I think where before it was smaller, where it was just, you know, my classroom, Mm -hmm. or maybe my department, I'm getting to connect with teachers that I had never worked with before, you know, you know, collaboratively. Right. Um, I, as an English teacher, I never worked with the tech apps teacher, but now I get to, Mm -hmm. or I never really was able to necessarily walk into a history class. And now that's there or collaborate, you know, with science and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been really fun. I've, I like them, um, even though, you know, I've got to brush up on their content, like, okay, I don't really know a lot about science, but I've got to, I, I've got something for you. Let's do this kind okay. of thing. Um, so I think, um, that has been, you know, the influence, influence there on campus. Okay. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and
1: as you start thinking about next year, I'm hoping things are, I'm, I'm hoping personally that we're more face-to-face, you know, next year, but of course- Fingers crossed, yeah. Continue. But but what kind of things are you thinking about as you're already starting to plan for next year?
0: Um, again, continuing with that kind of virtual library, mm-hmm. um, I'm starting, I, I definitely want to um, reach teachers on a more professional level. I'm starting this year, a series of like mini PD sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, to help teachers with virtual learning and engagement, um, I'm actually I'm going to ha- do my first one at the end of this month during lunch. It's just a lunch and learn yeah. um, because teachers often say, you know, in conversation, you know, I'm having a hard time getting my kids to be engaged, and and you know, so my mind starts working like, oh, I got something for you. So I thought, you know what? Let me share this in a mini PD session and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, eventually, I would like to, you know maybe push that out into my district summer conference. And, you know, those are things I've done before, but I'd like to do it more on the on the library side. Yeah, nice. um, and of course, you know, can bring back the programming that I didn't necessarily get to do this year, you know, the face-to-face mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but there's that apprehension of, you know, what if something happens and we don't, or we're still here again. So I'm, my here. mind is in oh. both paces. <laughs> Yeah, my mind is in both paces, places, like, okay, I want to plan for, you know, in person if we're back, but if not, I want to keep the virtual what I've built and kind of keep that going. So, yeah. yeah.
1: It's been interesting to hear the people that have managed to keep some of their programming, but but they've changed it into a digital version, you know, of what they used to do face-to-face. And, and I thought, you know, that takes a lot of creative thinking. Um, and it, again, it, it helped to have a library squad, you know, to, to work through with that, you know, your ideas. Um, with that. Yes,
0: yeah, and even trying, you know, kind of a new thing, I'm, you know, a book club is something that I wanted to bring to my library. It hadn't, since it hadn't really existed on my campus before, you know, through the library, it was like, you know, I really want to do this, but I thought, how am I going to do this if kids can't even come into the library, and we can't meet face to face, so I just started it, you know, we use Microsoft Teams okay. to do our virtual classes, and I thought, you know, I'm talking to a high school librarian in my district. She'd had a book club and she's like, well, here's how I'm going to do it virtually. And I thought, you know, that's such a great idea. You know, she shared, you know, all of her, you know, resources with me. And I thought, well, let's just try it. So I started a little book club and we meet on teams every couple weeks. And I've I, you know, we kind of do a chat, we start on a Wednesday and our conversation kind of carries through the whole week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't really necessarily talk about specific books. I think sometimes it's just a place where, you know, students can go and and chat about whatever. So I'm, I'm hoping that can stay mm-hmm. and eventually we all come together in person. Yeah. 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 And
1: I'm thinking too, that with all the virtual, the ways to reach out virtually, that when we do return back to whatever you know whatever that new normal is, um, that we'll still be able to connect with kids who might not have ever had the time to come to the library. You know, maybe they're in a lot of extracurricular or they're in classes don't don't typically typically come. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that it it allows for the continuation of uh, relationship building with students that didn't happen before. So that that's one of my my hopes with that so I guess that is
0: yeah that is the goal (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) definitely all right so I know um the reason one of the reasons that I had reached out to you was that you talk a lot about your collection um online you know in social Mm -hmm. media so I just wanted to bring you on uh to let you uh, talk about share with us your ideas of collection development and how that's really grown for you as a new librarian
0: um I think I know when I was, you know, working on my degree um, in this field. When we got to the book part, and I don't know if it's cliche, it it might be, um, but that's the best thing. I love developing a collection, and I love yes, I love the books. I I want to, I you know, all the reviews. I want all the books, you know, kind of thing. And when I started in my library. What I recognized very quickly was, okay, we have a lot of books, but I don't think they necessarily reflect my student body. Okay, so let's start making changes to move this. Um, So I want to have a collection that's relevant Mm -hmm. and it reflects my students. Um, I highly believe representation matters. I want my kids to walk into my space and to be able to, you know, look at a cover and see themselves on the cover, but then at the same time, maybe pick up another book from someone that doesn't look like them and read about their world. Right. Um, it's, it's, again, it's one of the best parts of my job. And I think that's that ELA teacher in me of, of having those materials and, and having those books. And, and the best thing is you know, when a student comes to me and says, Miss Hilario, you know, could you give me a book recommendation? I don't know what to read. And I'm like, have you read this? And they say, no. And I'm like, you're going to love it. And then they come back and say, that was so awesome. What else do you have for me? That's the best thing ever. So I'm trying to build a collection that kids actually want to read, Mm -hmm. that they want to come in and go, oh, you got the second book of that series. I've been waiting to read that Miss Hilario. I, you know, I love that. Um, and then also listening to my students. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget. I think I was, I don't know, maybe maybe like the third month into working in the library and a student came in and he was very straight to the point, straight shooter. He says, "Miss Lario, he goes, your manga collection sucks. <laughs> I said, I agree. What do I need? I said, "Will you make me a list of like five, you know, manga titles that you like or series titles. He goes, really? I said, yes, really. And bring it back to me. And sure enough, he did. Oh, wow. It's like, okay, let me get it on my list. You know, and, and kids will say all the time, Missy Ledica, do you have this book? I said, no, but do I need to? Oh yeah, you should get this. And, you know, so I want to have, you know, where kids come in and say, oh, I love this book. I love this series, or I've been waiting to read it, you know, and not, I just, if, if I don't have those things available, they won't, Ever check out books. And that's kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. A
1: few, several years ago, I served on an AASLs committee for the National School Library Program of the Year. And so we traveled around and so to go to the finalist and I was in Colorado for one of them. And it was a high school, but they did something similar where they were taking kids recommendations or whatever, but they actually set aside a whole um, stack, a whole shelf where the kids were putting books in there that they thought everyone else needed to know about. And she would let them put like five stars inside and they could write a little comment, you know, like in the end papers. But it was really interesting how she was really feeding off of the input, you know, from the kids and not only just, you know, building her collection, but then showcasing it, you know, in a really special way so that other kids would know they were going to go look at the student-starred reviewed books, you know?
0: Yes, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, And, you know, when you mention that, that's something I'm trying to do, you know, this year. Um, I wasn't able to have library aides first semester. Mm -hmm. I do have them this semester, and one of their duties is to do you know to read books out of the library and and do a review you know our catalog system allows for students to type in reviews um i one of my ela teachers she had her kids kind of do that as an assignment for independent reading so Mm -hmm. i've got all these great reviews coming in and so that's something i want to foster you know i when I see someone turn in the book, I'll say, hey, did you like it? Did you like this book? What do you think about it? Like, oh, it was really good. And I always pitch the idea, hey, could you go do a review on Destiny for me? They're like, I can do that. I'm like, sure, super simple. Here's a little video. Type me a review. Give me some stars. And and kids are really honest. And I say, be honest. If you didn't like it, tell me why. Because, you know, other your peers are going to want to read this. They're, wanna, they're going to want to see this. So I like the idea of have a, having a very student-centered collection. Mm-hmm. That's good. Very good.
1: And I, I like the idea because I don't know if they're using it for any kind of assignments or anything. But even just hearing how you're talking about partnering with the ELA, you could do the same thing like with science books or social studies. Yes. Like that another good way to build out your partnerships there. All right. So yes. For the other librarians that are listening that are fairly new like you and they want to really start thinking about um, their collection and, and making it more relevant and reflective of their student body, what are some first steps? Like, what what can they do to get started with this?
0: Um, I I suggest taking it step by step. Yep. Um, slow. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, okay, you know, and I've only done my fiction section. Okay. My nonfiction <laughs> section's real scary right now. I keep looking at it, going, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You know, I just got the fiction kind of weeded where I want, and now I'm going back and filling in holes, but I think it's just taking it one section at a, at a time. Um, my library is genre-fied, um, and, and I know some librarians are for it, and some are not. My student body loves it. Okay. They like to walk in and ask me, and I say, what do you like to read? I like science fiction. Okay, there are the science fiction yeah. books, Yeah. but if you like this, maybe go on over to Supernatural and see if you find something, so they like, that's that's what they like, so that's how you know we have it organized. I just took it section by section and going through, and you know what hasn't been checked out in more than five years. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be a museum for books. That's not the purpose. You know, does it reflect the student body? You know, who? You know, who? What are the stories about? Who are the characters about? Who wrote this book? Is it current? Are the kids gonna like it? And then just you know go on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really, I mean, get to really know your collection that way, and I'm always, you know, and then when you go back and fill in, I'm constantly reading, you know, school library reviews, and, um, or school library journal reviews, and Kirkus reviews, Um, I follow, you know, the Project Lit community, yeah, um, and we look, and what is it Uh, we need diverse books so I'm always looking at those lists and you know um what's coming out and and see would this fit into my collection would the kids really love this Mm -hmm. um is this something that I can book talk and get excited that they would get excited about you know those kinds of things okay
1: very good very practical steps there Mm -hmm. all right Melissa so you have gotten um you you first now this is second year right is that technically second year yeah um Mm -hmm. I'm still just stumbling over that thought that the coronavirus has gone through two school years. You know, that's
0: just—it's <laughs> crazy. It's know, crazy. Just, if I let myself think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been this long. I know, yeah. I know.
1: I still remember coming home that spring break and thinking, oh, you know, in the, you know a week or so, we'll we'll all be back. But no, <laughs> uh,
0: I, yeah, famous last words, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So you're, you're out of school now, as, you know, as a graduate student um, and, and you're still needing to learn and still needing to grow. So what are you doing so that you can keep learning?
0: Um, I, the learning never stops, honestly. Um, so obviously I'm, I do, I've, my first um, Texas Library Association conference okay. was virtual. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, um, I yeah, I, it, it, I remember getting the email saying, you know, it's going to be canceled this year. And my heart broke because I've been dying to go to TLA since I started librarian school, but it was okay. It was great. You know, I've got a lot of great things. I'll be attending TCA this year. Yeah. Um, I try to I follow Region 11 and all of the things that they're doing for librarians and try to get into webinars and, you know, things like that. And the biggest thing, honestly, has been Twitter. Okay, yes. (laughs) It has. um, That has been the best networking tool I can suggest, and that I use. I've connected with librarians across the state and beyond, mm-hmm. and hear about you know webinars that way and conferences that way. And I love it when they're free, yes. you know, and take it. And I try to take advantage of every little thing I can, even if it's just like an hour webinar, you know, mm-hmm. and then in an afternoon sometime. Um, only because I never know where an idea is going to get sparked or right. a new tool. I that I didn't know about or oh I've heard about that but I need to get some more knowledge on that um so yeah that's that's really it um yeah twitter's been awesome in finding things like that PD yeah yeah.
1: but I remember being so intimidated by it you know many many years ago but you know now it's like my go-to you know when I'm trying to find the newest things or the latest things but
0: it is and I have found like the community of librarians are so willing to share and so willing to say look what I did here use it if you like it and that's been so great and and just and and willing to share knowledge um a goal is to you know be a librarian that's able to share you know the knowledge that I have so it's been great yeah
1: all right so for listeners who are not familiar with the the idea of show notes each time we have a podcast interview I take some of the highlights of what people say and Um, In a minute, I'm going to ask um, Melissa for some links to her her social media accounts, but you can find these links in the show notes. So you can go back and look at other people. As she talked about following people on Twitter, you can look at the other different interviews that I've done, and you'll be able to see other people's Twitter accounts, you know, that you can follow and and just start building up, you know, the people that are in the same kind of programs like you, the same grade level bands, um, people who are focusing on some of the same things you want to learn about. And it's just a great way to build your virtual library squad. Uh, so Melissa, go ahead and tell us where can we find you online so we can keep learning along with you?
0: Um, well, I am on Twitter. I do have my personal account um, at Mel's lit lounge. Okay. And then I have my school Twitter account, which can be found at DJMS underscore library. Okay. Um, I also have an Instagram for my school library. You can find a, uh, me at djms underscore library same thing um on instagram as well so my instagram for my school is like you know what's happening in the library you know showcase what's new uh book recommendations from students you know all that kind of good stuff and then of course you know my library website will be there too
1: very good all right well melissa thanks so much for spending time with us today it's awesome getting to learn some ideas from you about uh, collection development and just very inspirational seeing a a fairly new librarian out there doing great and awesome things so thanks for joining us appreciate your time today bye bye thank you so much i want to do a little shout out for my spring subscription box Uh, the theme is called my weekend is all booked and as you know librarians are always on the go we've got to get ready to go down the hall with our book cart ready to go over to the grade level or department level meeting Uh, ready to do whatever it is that we're called upon. So I've gotten a cute little bangle wristlet purse. It's a leopard print, and it's gonna be able to hold all those things you need to grab and go with. Um, It perfectly will fit your cell phone. That will pop right in there. Uh, I'm throwing in a compact mirror so you can have a quick peek at yourself and adjust your hair or lipstick or whatever else you might need to do. There's a rechargeable clip-on LED selfie ring light. It's perfect size for your tablet or for your phone. I've even used it on my laptop. And then I have some real cute leopard jewelry in there just to kind of be a finishing touch. But check it out. Go to www.laurashinneman.com. Click on Library Squad. That's the name of the shop for the box. And I think you'll enjoy it. It's a great little tools to have on the go. I'm ready for your work time. And you can even use it on your personal time. Have a great day.